0: Welcome into the Dynasty Dumpster Fire podcast. This is your host, Tanner TK, and I wanted to just say thank you for listening and choosing to spend some time with me today. On this episode, episode five of the podcast, we are going to continue with our Dynasty 101 series. In the first episode, we looked at a general overview of Dynasty Fantasy Football and, and checked out how it was different than your traditional redraft league. Today, we're going to get into the league settings and how they are important to your success as a Dynasty football player. I'm going to provide some tips and some information in terms of how you can best formulate your team once you're familiar with the settings of your league. So get comfortable and let's talk some Dynasty fantasy football. So, as mentioned in the intro today, the focus is on league settings within your Dynasty League. Now, this could be helpful whether you are looking to join a new league and want to see what type of settings you should be seeking out or what type of league you should be looking to join, or If you're newly into Dynasty and you've joined a league, you've found some friends to play with, and you just want to know how to properly start to construct your team so that you can dominate for years to come. So the first thing that you should look for when you join your new Dynasty League is the amount of starters that you're going to be asked to field every single week come season time. Now, in my experience, a typical Dynasty League will have anywhere from nine to 12 starters, and this is really going to change how you build your team. Let's say, for example, that your starting lineup is expected to be nine players, two running backs, two receivers, a quarterback, a super flex, and a tight end, for example. This is going to be drastically different than if you're asked to start 12 players on a daily basis, right? That would add a receiver, typically, so you'd be starting three receivers in a start 12 league, And then a few additional flexes as well. So for example, in a start nine league, where every team is expected to start fewer players every week, the players that score highly, the studs at each position are much more important. Whereas in a start 12 league, studs are still important, but depth becomes a lot more important. Do you have a stable of other wide receivers or other running backs on your team to fill those extra flex positions? And this is also going to change the way that you trade. If you're in a start nine league, you're more willing to package multiple lower tier players together to get up to that upper tier of player. Because again, the starting lineups are smaller, meaning you need more points in that condensed format. On the other hand, in a start 12, right, you're going to maybe want to what people call tier down, where you take a higher producing asset a high highly valuable asset and you split it into two or three pieces you tear down into the tier below and pick up an extra asset so that you can fill your starting lineup and those extra flexes that you're being asked to start along with the amount of starters that you're being asked to start every week you also want to pay attention to the amount of bench spots that you have if you're playing in a league that has 25 bench spots you're going to be able to stash some lower tier players and you're going to want to hold on to some of those later rookie picks, which we'll get into later, because you're going to be able to hold on to them for the long term. On the other hand, if you're playing in a league that has 10 bench spots, you're going to not be able to hold on to as many players, meaning that the waiver wire is going to be more enticing to want to bid on players in and you're also not going to value those later rookie picks as much because you're not going to be able to hold on to a player that you draft in the fourth round meaning that you may be more likely to trade those in a deal in a a smaller bench size league so that leads me to another thing that you're going to want to look at and that is if the league is super flex or not most dynasty leagues as mentioned in the previous dynasty 101 episode uh, i typically play in are super flex because I think it makes the league more fun and competitive. But for anyone that doesn't know, this basically means that you have an extra flex spot, but you can put a quarterback in there. And this is going to mean that on a weekly basis, most teams in the league, especially those that are competitive, are going to be starting two quarterbacks every single week. This adds a lot of value to those quarterbacks. There are only 32 starting quarterbacks at any given time. So the teams that are able to accrue a handful of those starters, especially quality starters, are leagues ahead in terms of their ability to compete and win the league as compared to teams that don't have a multitude of quarterbacks or the quarterbacks that they do have are lower quality. We'll get into your startup drafts a bit later, but this means that in any league that's super flex, you're typically going to see the first five to eight picks all being quarterbacks because, again, those top-end quarterbacks are that much more valuable in a super flex league. Now, if you're in a one-quarterback league, this is going to push up the players at other positions because, again, there's a larger pool of quarterbacks available, meaning that you're not going to put as much emphasis on that position. Now, you've looked at your starting lineup positions and bench. Then it's time to start looking at the more fine details of your league. And the first place that you're going to want to start is in the scoring. The way that you win in fantasy football is by scoring points. So you're going to want to make sure that you have a good grasp and understanding as to how the scoring is going to work. And this is going to allow you to target players that are going to benefit you in that scoring system. So first, check if the league is PPR or point per reception or if it's half PPR or if you're still living in the Stone Age, if it is standard. In my opinion, PPR is definitely the way to go. It's a lot more fun and it adds value to skill players that gain a lot of receptions in their offense. That being said, if the league is PPR, you're going to want to find running backs for example that catch the ball in their offense a running back like Nick Chubb or Kenneth Walker that's not as involved in the pass game is not going to be as valuable as a guy like Austin Eckler or Ramondre Stevenson or Christian McCaffrey or one of those types of players a PPR league will also add value to those wide receivers that are more heavily used in short yardage situations. Guys like Amonra St. Brown, Deontay Johnson has typically been a great PPR receiver because volume in that situation matters just as much if not more than the guys that get a less volume but the big plays. If it is half PPR, this swings the pendulum back a little bit more in the direction of your traditional between-the-tackle-grinder type of running backs that have higher chances to score a touchdown. So really, again, the scoring format in terms of is PPR is is part of the scoring or not really is going to make a huge difference into how you are going to want to draft your team, the types of players you're going to want to target, etc. Another aspect of league scoring that you're going to want to check into is the scoring for passing touchdowns. There are leagues that choose to do four points per passing touchdowns, and there are the leagues that choose to do six. Both are fun, but when you think about it, in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league, that's going to change the types of quarterbacks that are valuable when compared to a four-point-per-passing touchdown league. In a four-point-per-passing touchdown league, guys that run the ball, like Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, etc., are going to be more valuable because a rushing touchdown is typically going to be six points. So if they have a good chance at scoring rushing touchdowns that are more valuable than passing touchdowns, that's going to give them a little bit of an advantage when compared to the rest of the quarterbacks. On the other hand, in a six point per passing touchdown league, you're going to want to target the guys that are in offenses that are high powered and that are scoring a lot of points from week to week. Some of the names that come to mind that you would want to target in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league would be Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Again, guys that are part of offenses, Patrick Mahomes, that score lots and lots of points and have a pretty uh, high-powered passing game. So again, looking at that setting can change the way that you're going to build your team. Who are you going to target in your startup draft? And if you're playing with other league mates that aren't as in tune with the settings and aren't as into the fine details, you're going to have an advantage over those people because you checked out the scoring settings and you know, again, the passing touchdown uh, scoring and the if it's PPR or not, et cetera. You're also going to want to check and see if there is a tight end premium in the scoring. A lot of leagues in Dynasty put a premium on tight end scoring to increase the importance of that position. Because traditionally, you're going to have, with the tight end position, a handful of guys at the top that are important your Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and guys like that that are the useful tight ends. And then everyone else kind of falls into this big lump or group of players that are random and aren't really consistently scoring you points every week and aren't consistently helping you win or gain a positional advantage at the tight end spot. So by adding, for example, a .5 or a .75 premium to each tight end reception, that is going to kind of even out the field. And also it's going to, again, make tight end a little bit more of a desirable position to acquire. I have seen leagues and drafts where some of the players didn't know that it was a tight end premium league, and they're letting Mark Andrews fall to the third or fourth round, and the guy that just picked up two stud quarterbacks and a wide receiver one now adds Mark Andrews to that team and immediately has a giant advantage over most of the other players that are fading tight end and grabbing one of those random guys towards the end of the draft. So if it's a tight end premium league, especially if it's 1.75 per reception or higher, some people even do as high as two, you're going to want to make sure that you lock up that one of those top tight ends in your startup draft. Invest one of those higher picks into a tight end because they are that much more valuable and they are that much more likely to help you win a week with that adjusted scoring. And then one of the last tips that I have for you in terms of checking out the scoring of your league is see if there are any other random bonuses built into the settings. For example, some leagues choose to do a point per carry or a point something of a point for first down. That's going to again add emphasis or importance to the running back position. I've also seen leagues that do big play bonuses. so. Uh, you know, for example, a extra point for a 40-yard plus completion or pass caught. And again, this is going to kind of shift the dynamic into which players are more important or or should be valued higher than others in that particular league. So, if you're in a new dynasty league or you are starting one or thinking about starting one, the commissioner should have all of this outlined in a document, a league constitution or a set of bylaws. And if they don't, you need to ensure that they do or request that they do, because having this stuff laid out ahead of time can allow players like you, diligent players like you to prepare and be ready for your startup draft and your season. But it also will help settle any disputes or conflicts that people may have or questions people may have over the rules themselves. All right. Those are all of the tips and strategies that I have for you in terms of league scoring. We are going to continue to move forward with the Dynasty 101 series in the coming weeks. So be on the lookout for that. I plan to cover startup draft strategy, rookie picks, trading. So please, again, stay tuned for that. I appreciate anyone that made it this far for checking out the podcast. If you could do me a favor, please rate the podcast on Spotify, follow, and turn your notifications on so that you get updated when I upload a new episode. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Those things help quite a bit. I know this was a shorter episode, but thanks for your time and hanging out with me and talking some Dynasty, and I'll see you on the next one.